have you ever wanted to guest on a podcast like this one that you're listening to right now? Well, you can. You can definitely do this by visiting a website called Podmatch, where you can sign up and be available for all different types of podcasts that you can guest on. Or you can even search for a podcast and say, I want to I want to guest on your podcast. I think we'd be a good match. So if you want to do this, you can go to our unique link, which is joinpodmatch.com forward slash reality. And you can sign up and do exactly that. And you can find us and you can guest on our podcast. So again, that unique link is www.joinpodmatch.com. That's J-O-I-N-P-O-D-M-A-T-C-H.com forward slash reality, R-E-A-L-I-T-E-A. And you can be a guest on our podcast. Welcome to Reality Tea Times 2, the podcast where we discuss all the trash reality TV we love to hate. I'm Tanika, and today we're going to be discussing 90 Day OG. So all of the memes are on our socials, and we will have some hot goss for the toe episode, so you can look forward to that on that one. And as a quick announcement, we will be combining both last week's toe episode and this week's toe episode into one um last week's we'll just briefly kind of go through it um but put the main focus on this week's episode and the uh announcement for the break is coming up on december 7th recording break on december 7th until january 7th and all information for that will be is also on our social, so you can take a look over there. So let's get into the reason that we are here. 90 Day OG Season 10, Episode 8. Do you take one another? So let's hop into it. Okay, so let's jump in with Sophie and Rob. So we see her packing up the place. We're kind of left off where we were before. She's going to be going back to the house with him. He makes this comment at one point where he's like, you know, I just hope she knows that she's got a good guy. He just made a mistake. Two, you got to make the same fucking mistake twice. Like at that point, like you being a good guy is now starting to be a little questionable. Anyway. She says in the car that she has an emotional migraine. And now she's starting to backpedal on the things that she was saying before, which is now he didn't really cheat on me. He just did something to hurt me. Okay. You classified what he was doing to you this time and the time prior as cheating. 
Cheating doesn't mean just physically cheating. Cheating can also mean emotional cheating. Now, I know that everyone's idea of cheating is different, but the mere fact that she called this cheating prior and is now backpedaling and is now trying to say it's not actually cheating is where the problem lies. She's trying, you kind of see her in real time trying to justify her her reasons for staying with him. And it's actually so sad to see. Merely, it's so sad to see because of the fact that she's 23 years old. She's still really young. Her brain hasn't done developed yet. And it's, yeah. I would have more respect, honestly, if she would just, you choose to stay, fine, choose to stay, but then don't justify the reasons for staying. Just stay. Don't, don't, don't justify it to me, the audience, or to anyone really to make yourself feel better about your decision. Cause that's what it basically is. You're trying to make yourself feel better about your decision. So she also then says that she doesn't feel like it's realistic for them to be getting married in the next 90 days. And she does put the ring back on. Ma'am doesn't even know which finger to put it on. And uh, that's that. I think we saw this before too. But anyway. Next scene, we see that he has a surprise for her. He has something planned for her at the beach. Basically, he got a rental. Um, but you know, the house is fine. It's okay. It's not like fabulous looking house. Um, she says that he resorts to buying me nice things when really and truly all I kind of need from him is to be nice. Yeah. He's trying to buy your acceptance. He's trying to buy your love is what he's doing. And you let him. Uh, so yeah, she says that, sorry, no, he says, you know what this place has? Guess what this place has? A bathroom inside. Wow. Wow. Who knew you can get a fucking bathroom inside your house? He's acting like this is some, like, some phenomenon. (gasps) Like, you know what I mean? Because then he follows that up with saying, I guess it's not that hard to find a a place with a bathroom inside no shit sherlock it's really not it's really not that difficult yeah (laughs) so then we are in the next scene and they're sitting by the fire and he got her her favorite meal which is an indian dish she had such a relaxed indian food and he's says like in his in the moment that he wants to act like Kaylin or maybe she says that I don't want him acting like nothing happened um and he says like none of it was appropriate do you forgive me uh duh yeah she forgives you she forgives you to the point where it's ridiculous how much she anyway she says if this happens again I will be gone he will call your fucking bluff. You need to do like what Shekinah did to Sarper, which 
we'll get to when we cover that episode. We need to kind of do a little bit. I'm not bluffing with you, sir. I'm fucking done and I'm fucking out. You need to, you need, listen, you need to scare men a little bit, okay? Just a little bit to get your point fucking across. So he understands you mean fucking business. Even if you have full intentions of coming back to him, you need to scare the man a little bit more than a day. He needs to feel like your ass is about to pack up and head home. That's what you need to be doing and say, by the way, how's that feel? How's it feel to know that I'm leaving? That will scare him fucking straight. You got to treat men like children. I've said this before. So it's, it's, um, he's never going to believe you because you haven't made him think you're, you're being like serious. So he's forever going to call your fucking bluff. But that's what she says. She says that she'll be on if he does it again. And she says, I will be going through your phone. You know, like I don't want to, but I, I, I will be going through your phone because I need to be sure you're being honest with me. And he says, like, just remember our potential future. Like he does, he talks, he talks like a cult leader. That's exactly what he does. He talks like a fucking cult leader. Like, forget, forget that. For, 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 forget that shit over there. Just pay attention to what I'm saying here. Fuck the past. Focus on our future. And that's, that's what's going to make you stay. Fuck, fuck you, sir. Really and truly. Anyway. Then he makes some joke about how he's gonna, like, live in a hobbit hole or some shit. Anyways, moving on. In the next scene, we see Sophie is calling her mom. And she's at an internet cafe. And her mom is like, that is so sad that you feel like you have to, like, call me instead of staying with your fiancé. Like, that is so sad. So sad. I love her mother. I love her so much. It's so sad. Um, she's like, no, just because I need privacy. I don't have anywhere else to go. You have a whole ass bathroom across the courtyard where you can talk to your mom. Anyway. Um, so she says, like, are you staying with him? Like, what's kind of happening? I have a talk to you. And Sophie tells her, yeah, I'm staying with him. Um, and she says, you know, when this happened, we weren't physically together or anything. See the, see the justification happening again? Her mom calls her out on it in a second. She's like, it's not like he was, you know, we were together or anything. He didn't actually cheat on me. You get to see her saying that shit. And her mom says, it's on you at this point. You're making these decisions, expecting a different result. It's absolute insanity. Thank you. Give this ma'am a round of applause. Because yes, you know, you have, this is, this is a thing. I truly believe, and as a person who got married about a year after she did, you have to, like, go through life, go through these relationships, have some fuck shit happen to you from these men. And it's that's when you kind of start to realize, okay, I know what I want. I know what I need. And you can take that and somewhat apply that into a, into a relationship where you see a marriage potentially happening. I don't think you figure that out at 23. Because I sure as fuck didn't. You, you don't figure that out at 23. 
I feel like, you know, 25, 26 is a good time to be kind of like, okay. And I know it doesn't seem like much, but it really, truly is, especially for women. It really is. Like 25, 26, it's a good age to kind of be like, okay, let me put my feelers out there, see what I can find. And if I say 27, 28, you're married. And hopefully you're going to marry a man who's going to be a little older than you and maybe has some potential to be somewhat mature to whatever extent he can be mature at that age. Because we all know, you know, takes takes a while for a man to become, I don't know if they really do mature, really and truly. Anyway, so yeah, this is basically what her mom is saying. And Sophie then says, like, I know he wasn't, like, real cheating, like I said before, because I was tracking his phone and he was always home. Ma'am? Ma'am. Okay. See, no, no, you're not allowed. This is when I would step in and say, you know what, ma'am, you're not allowed to get married. You're not allowed because you are fucking clueless for what you think that fucking means. Who gives a shit if he was home all the time? Clearly he was cheating on you because he's going on to fucking chatterbait and talking to women on chatterbait and having them send him nudes and videos and shit. And he's sending them back to those women. Clearly he's doing some shit when he's up in his house. But then you don't think he can have some woman come into the Titan's house and give him a blowjob here and there and, 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 and he fucks them in his fucking home where his phone fucking is. And that, that's, that, listen, listen. And here's the thing. She's not like, oh, he doesn't know. He doesn't know that. You think he's that stupid? He probably does fucking know. He probably, he, he's not smart by any means, but he probably does fucking know. The day that I do is leave my fucking phone at home and my body is going elsewhere. I'm sorry, but like, if you are that stupid to actually think that this man staying home doesn't mean he's cheating, you ma'am should not be getting married. I rest my fucking case. Like, like, I'm sorry. The the, the whole world probably screamed watching this episode when she said that and thinking, oh my God, she's an idiot. (laughs) Like, and I mean that in the best possible way because I don't think she's an idiot, but I think she's trying to justify herself and justify things to her mom. But I wished her mom in this moment was like, and so that doesn't mean anything. Oh my God. And again, like him, him, mm, him going, staying home doesn't stop a woman from coming to his house. Doesn't stop him from picking up a woman to go back to his house. Doesn't mean anything. Yes, this is a little different than like Jasmine evidence report is a little different because she's been there. So she knows different places, but you don't, Anyway, enough of that. Um, her mom says that, you know, when I met him, he was boring. And uh, I love that she constantly says this man is boring. I love it so much. But yeah, she's like, he was boring. And you know, but he only makes you happy like 38, 35.8% of the time. What a precise number. 35 point my girl's been doing the math she's been over there in her calculator being like okay so carry the two like you know what i mean so precise um so mom says now i've been looking at flights and listen i can be there in like a week or two yes come through as all i can think and she says that she like doesn't want her mom to get 
into arguments with Rob. She doesn't want her mom to, you know, create tension with Rob. But she kind of says like how they would get into arguments when they were in Mexico because because she didn't like how Rob was talking to her. And then Rob would get involved in these little tiffs that she would get into with her mom and didn't like how her mom was talking to her. Sir, but the fuck out. Clearly, these two women have an amazing relationship and her she really loves her mom and her mom really loves her. And mother and daughter having tiffs back and forth or getting into arguments back and forth, it doesn't mean it's the end-all be-all. Okay. Their their relationship is perfectly fine for the most part. Not, not, that's not always the case, but I'm talking in this case in particular. Sir, butt the fuck out. The only time that I would think, okay, you can get involved in something is if her if her mother's really truly being really toxic towards her, then I'll give you the pass. But when they're having little arguments here and there, that's not the end-all be-all of their relationship. But the fuck out. You don't know shit. You know dick all. How about you worry about your damn self and stop worrying about her relationship with her mother. She got this. I fucking hate this guy. But anyways, that's kind of it with Rob and Sophie. So Nick and Devin. So this is pretty quick. There's not a whole lot here. I think it's going to pick up next week. So Nick and Devin. We see them heading to the States. He says he will be homesick, but, you know, they'll come back. That's what Devin says. They'll come back. They see a robot, and she's freaking out. She's like, that's, that, that's the robot. That's the robot. So she's, like, freaking out about this robot. And then 18 hours later, they land in good old Memphis. And we see, like, this MJ impersonator dancer thing. And I said, no, sir, no. No, 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 no. No, no. I have seen some amazing MJ impersonators. This wasn't it. This wasn't it. Anyway. So, yeah. So there we see her parents. And they seem quite lovely. I'm I'm very happy that these two sets of parents seem just phenomenal. So, they seem lovely. Mom is just a bit worried, you know, about the unknowns of their relationship. They haven't seen them together before. So there's a little, you know, un- unsure of that. And that's fair. He notices here as he steps off the plane into fucking Memphis. No offense to Memphis. It's where Elvis is. It's Graceland. But I'm just saying. He does notice, though. He's the only Asian in Memphis. So... He's like, ooh. <laughs> and he is kind of like a little worried about the parking garage and all of this. He's like, oh, it's, you know, it's big. It's so bright. Because that's just, it's also actually very positive. Until she says, you know, this is not really a great place. It's not very safe here. And he's like, oh, let's get the fuck out. Let's get the fuck out. Let's go get in our car. Get the fuck out of here. Smart. Because I don't know who hasn't seen this movie. I can't remember the name of the movie now. But there's this movie with Halle Berry and oh, one of the Fanning sisters. So, not Dakota, her sister. I think it was her sister. It definitely wasn't, wasn't Dakota Fanning. It was uh, Elle Fanning. That's her, that's her sister's name. And I think it was her. 
and they uh she the Halle Berry is the 911 operator and she's literally on call as my girl's getting kidnapped in a fucking parking garage. Uh-huh. Ever since I saw that movie, it scars the living life out of me and I don't enter parking garages quite the same after seeing that movie, which was years ago now, but let's just say if I go into a parking garage, which I do, I've pretty much at least weekly I do. Uh I'm very aware of my surroundings. And if you haven't watched the movie and you want to fuck your world up, by all means, go watch the movie and then you too will have your world fucked up. That's it. (laughs) But anyways, that's it for Nick and Devin. Like I said, it was very quick. Not much there to, to talk about. So... Let's go into Gino and Jasmine very quick, too. Not a whole lot, but uh, absolutely entertaining nonetheless. So Gino, we see him doing the steps. And he doesn't think, like, she should be getting upset about the past relationships. It, it, it is what it is. It's done. It's over with. Like, she's the future, right? Um, I'd... I, I ooh, we've talked about this already in last week's episode. I'm not going to get into it uh, again, but I I understand both sides. Like I would rather just not see those things. But at the end of the day, like I don't care because you're yeah you're with those people, but now you're with me, so whatever. But Jasmine's a different person, different beast altogether. So. So then with that in mind, I'm like Gina, but you know Jasmine, so. You should have prepared. So Jasmine comes home and she says to Coco, where's your father? Oh, he's upstairs. Let's go. So they go upstairs and she says, you know, I would love to know about something. He's like, yeah, what? And she's like, what did you do the day before I arrived? And he acts so stupid and she's like, the day before you arrived, the day before you arrived, hmm. Uh, you know, let me check my calendar. Uh, I I didn't go out though. I I didn't go out that night. Uh, before you you came here, if that's what you want to know. Uh, you know, I, 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 I my calendar's real clear. I don't understand. And I'm thinking, clearly, you know, that's what she's getting at because you literally went to, huh? I didn't go out though. Like that's literally what you did. Like, are you this? Stay stupid stay stupid like anyway but yeah and if you what and she says what about you going out with uh dana and uh and anthony and uh he says oh my my bachelor's party oh look at that it oh shit yeah it's right there you know what it was it was it was invisible ink it it just it just came up I, i didn't see it on my calendar before but it's it's there now uh would you look at that are you stupid this guy, stay stupid, man. Stay stupid. So, anyways, he um, he's he's like, what's what's up with that? And she's like, that's a good question. I'd love to know what is up with that. <laughs> what's up with that? That's your response, you know? What, what's up with that? And she asks, why didn't you tell me about the bachelor party? Because based on what we heard her tell Michelle. It's a fair question. And he says, you know, I just didn't want you to get mad, you know, because 
you're coming to America and I didn't want you get, she was already mad, sir. You could you just should just rip the bandaid off. You know what I mean? But he's like, I just don't want you to get mad or anything. Cause she literally says, it's fair. I get it. I had my bachelorette party. So I get it. I'm not mad that you did it. I'm mad that you didn't tell me. Like, why do you gotta lie? Why are you always lying? I don't understand. That's what she's getting at. Mind you, she's mad about she's mad about the strippers. So let's be very real. Despite what she says, she's mad about the fucking strippers. When she sees this footage, y'all, she's going to fuck his world all the way up. Mmm. Can't wait. Anyway, so she says, stupid excuse, but when were you gonna tell me? And he's like, I, I don't I don't think that was a stupid excuse. She doesn't give a shit. It was a stupid excuse. And he says, I, I wasn't going to, actually, unless you asked. And I, I, I hate this shit. I wasn't going to. I wasn't going to. You, you didn't ask. How in the world's fuck would I think to ask you as if I'm a fucking mind reader? By the way, did you go to the strip club? Are you are, are you? I didn't know I was supposed to fucking know that to ask you the fucking question. Stay stupid. <laughs> I didn't. I understand Jasmine and her being upset. Like she's a little over the top. But in this moment, I understand why she's upset because like, I didn't think to think because she literally says, how would I know to ask you that? How would I know to ask you this question when we had an agreement about this whole thing and then you went behind my back and did completely something different and then didn't tell me? I have to find out from Dana's wife that you went on this thing. So why does Dana tell his wife about what's happening, but you can't tell me? Well, there are two different people. That's why. But that doesn't, that's besides the point. You should have said something. Lie a little. Say it wasn't your idea. Say it was Dana and Anthony's idea and they wanted to take you and you're like, I gotta go. <laughs> you know? Or lie and say, I didn't know everyone was to a strip club. Say something. I don't care. Say something. Anyway. So she's like, So where did you go? And he's like, The strip club. And he's like, I didn't ask for any dances or anything, I didn't touch anyone. Then we see the clip of him, like, women's boobs are on the back of his head. He has, like, he's, like, playing ass bongos and shit. And, and yeah, like, he he's all into this. And I I actually saw this on Pillow Talk, and I thought this was a good point. Not once did Gino's hat fall off his head. My lord. Was it double-sided tape or something? Like, how does your hat not fall off at any point during this whole thing? <laughs> So, yeah, he says, it was just a fun night. And why are you so mad? And she says, your attitude is why I am so mad. Because you lied. And she, I think she says, or at least maybe I say, you try to justify the reason for the lie. That's the issue here. Instead of just owning up to the fact, yeah, I should have told you. You somehow turn us around and be like, why are you the reason I'm mad for? It wasn't a big of a deal. <laughs> like, that's what you do. That's why she gets pissed off with you. 
I would be pissed off with you in that moment. I would be so fucking mad. Fuck you and your bullshit. You know, I don't. (sighs) She's over the top and I understand that. But in this moment, I'm like, I'm on her side. I'm on her side completely. Now, I'm not saying it feels like cheating. I wouldn't say that, but you lied to me. That's not okay. So she says, I don't want to marry you. And then he says, I can't marry someone who gets mad like this. Who gets mad at lies? I, I'm, I didn't realize if my man lied to me, I'm sorry. Am I not supposed to be mad? Are we not supposed to be mad about lying? Take take the significant other out of it. If someone lies to you, don't you get mad? That's that's the issue here. But they've had constant issues one after the other. So, um, yeah. When it rains, it pours, right? So he continues on by saying, "You're overreacting." Um, over a. <laughs> Over a once in a lifetime party. Sir, you're getting married a second time. You're trying to tell me that you never had a bachelor party before? This is not a once in a lifetime opportunity. You've had this before. Give me a fucking break. Jesus. Anyways, he's like, You're acting like I cheated. This is where I said, That's how it feels. That's what she says. Um, I don't agree with that part. But, anyways, then she throws the ring at him. <laughs> Who else threw the ring? Who else threw the ring? Uh, she's trying to become a Larissa here. Because then she says she flushed the ring down the toilet. She actually didn't suck it up her butt. It's a little different than Larissa. And then she throws the ring at him. Didn't Larissa do the same thing? Ma'am. My goodness. Anyways, so she throws the ring at him and says, give it to somebody else. <laughs> And she, and she walks away because he's still talking. And she's like, fuck you, Gino. <laughs> um, and this dog, this dog's face, while she's like just ranting and raving and crying about the whole situation, he's like, help. He's literally on his face. It's like, get me the fuck out of here. These fucking people are crazy. Like That's literally... <laughs> We need to start a petition that says save Coco. (laughs) So anyways. But she says, I made a mistake. And she wants to go home. And he says, it's becoming too much. That's true. I have to get from that. It is becoming too much. I understand. I do understand that. That it's becoming a little too much with all of this nonsense. And her crying and her tears and all of this. But. Maybe you shouldn't have lied. Maybe that's an option. Anyway, that is it for Gino and Jasmine. We're going to take a little break here. When we come back, we will be jumping in with Nikki and Justin Igor. Do you want to spice up your love life? Well, you can make that happen by going to Love Shop where you can get sorts of different things, whether it's for both you and your partner or just for yourself. For solo play, you can get things, all types of vibrators, maybe more kinky type toys, or you can just buy what every person 
may need like lingerie or protection or even just something to make it a little more fun like games or novelty things. You can do all of this by going to Love Shop and you can use our unique coupon code REALITYT2 to get 10% on anything your hearts desire. So that's loveshop.ca, L-O-V-E-S-H-O-P dot C-A and use our unique coupon code REALITY2, that's R-E-A-L-I-T-E-A and the number 2. And we are back. So, as mentioned, we are going to jump in with Nikki and Justin Igor. So, we kind of, I guess, learn in this moment on the way to his parents' house that this is where he found out how cows fuck each other. Who knew that we need to have that piece of information? And now tis not the time. So, just to do the rundown, we're meeting his stepdad, Daniel, his mom, Maya, and his very cute little pup-pup, Jessica. I know there's another name and I missed it, but Jessica. This sweetie pie. Oh, so cute. So, again, these parents just seem lovely. Mom wasn't surprised that they had gotten back together. She mentions that he really suffered a lot after the breakup. Probably took him a couple of years to come back from that. So we kind of are going through pictures and we see pictures of Justin Igor when he was little. We um, And then we see pictures of Justin Igor, Nikki, and his parents see a couple of different ones one we've kind of seen and the other one we haven't seen she doesn't even have the second picture is actually from their first engagement party and nikki says to mom i'm really happy to to know that you actually kept these photos like you could have ripped them up and she's really happy about that and then then justin igor starts pretending like he's gonna rip the picture up because it kind of has a little bit of a tear in it because the picture is like 20 years old so um but yeah mom says a mother never forgets that's the fucking reason she said this i'm gonna stop i'm gonna stop putting any credence into these coming up bonds or next time on i should say like a Anyway, so then we kind of see like Nikki's eating some chocolate and she has like chocolate all all up in her teeth. It's kind of gross. But Nikki says that she will try to not be so difficult and more understanding. So she's saying to him and you kind of see them like being kissy and flirty and I guess everything is okay. So she mentions to mom, so we're about four months out from him potentially being approved. And she asks, like, how do you feel about him coming back to America again? And she says, I will miss him, 
And mom is kind of getting upset, upset at remembering when he left the first time and probably how difficult that was. And then she gets up and she's out because she is getting so emotional. And Justin Igor goes after her and she says, like, you know, feelings are infested and, you know, this is difficult and this is her son and kind of seeing how things went, happened before. Like, you know, I, I, I get her. And her mom's, <clears throat> her mom says that her psyche can't handle him leaving again. But he says to her, you are a big girl. You can handle this. You got this. And, but yeah, like at the end of the day, like that's her son. And, you know, that's not easy to have your child go halfway across the world. And they, uh, they go back in and Nikki asks, is she okay? And she says that a child is a piece of their mother. Basically saying that, you know, my heart is outside of my body. And that is my child, right? Nikki says, like, I can see you really love your son. And I want you to know that he is in good hands with me. Very sweet. He then translate this to his, his, to his parents as, she says everything will be okay and some other English words. What? Say what she said because it was very sweet. Because it feels very dismissive the way you just described it. Anyway, maybe he didn't understand. I don't know. Then his mom hugs her. And I noticed here as Nikki is saying something else, I completely don't know what she said because she's saying it in a like an accent and like in a trying to somewhat mimic a Moldovan accent. Was I the only one who caught this or sound like a, maybe it sound like a caveman. I don't know, but she sounded ridiculous. And I'm thinking, no, 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 stop it. This is not making you more understand. Just not making them understand you more. You don't, they don't speak English. So putting on a stupid accent isn't going to make it any better. Anyways. So. She does ask, how did you accept what I am when obviously knowing that the culture is what it is? And his mom says, it's different times. Everyone chooses their own path. People are better now. Fair. I mean, we're, we're, we're getting there. <laughs> we still got a ways to go, but we're, we're getting there. And she respects their their choices but nikki just wants to double check and to be sure do we have your blessing she says yes the end that's it <laughs> i mean i really have nothing else to say early on this everything seemed to have done pretty well i mean next week looks real interesting but i really have nothing else to say on it so that's it for justin Igor and Nikki. <sighs> Ashley and Manuel. My God. So they're going to go out. She says we're going to be out all day. So she's telling him wear comfortable shoes and all that. She says, Rico, get off the table. We don't go on the table. You know better why, why you on the table. 
she says to him. So she says, we need to get coffee while she already has coffee in her hand. Yeah, I know y'all clocked this. She had coffee in her hand and says she needs to get another coffee. He tells her, bring the whole pot because you're probably going to need it because apparently you have a problem. He says to us, she drinks a lot of coffee. We're about to see, we're about to see this. He says, save the money. Why spend the money on more coffee when you just save the money? But there is no saving, she says. She says that I might save $8 on coffee. Shit. So she might save $8 on a coffee. But that's going to go with something else. Because those are going to be something else that needs money. I hear you, but I hear him too. Then they get into the car and she is like spilling the coffee. He's laughing about her spilling the coffee. Then she tells him, hold the coffee to help her life, to help her live. Best line. Hold this, let me live. So she says, sorry, so she's holding. Okay, let, let, let's do the inventory here. She's given him a mason jar of coffee. She then opens what is clearly a Starbucks can coffee. And I'm thinking, what the fuck? But wait, there's more. She also has a travel mug that most likely has coffee in it as well. What the actual fuck? It's happening here. He asks, are you an octopus? Because you need to drive. You have your phone. You have your coffee. It's like, what the fuck? And she feels that she's that he's picking on at things. Ma'am, you have a problem, and he's just trying to address it. And then, then this shit. She calls Alicia, who we'll see later, because she is about to cry. And she tells Alicia what is happening between her and Manuel in English, obviously, while the man is right beside her. Are you fucking dumb? He knows you're talking about him when you said the word coffee. Come on. Don't talk about, and he literally says she is talking about me like I'm not even here. Yes, she is. Because she's banking on the fact that you don't fucking know English and is talking about you to Alicia in English while you're right there beside her. That is some bullshit. You don't do that. I literally watched it the first time. I say, my eyes went wide. I said, she's doing this right in front of him. I know he doesn't understand the language, but a ma'am. So he's going to get upset about that. And I said, man, well, start learning some English so you can catch on to this shit. And so then Alicia says, do you think this is bigger than the coffee? You think? He's not arguing about the coffee. He's just irritated. I would be too. Look, what's wrong with you? You can't do everything at once. I'd rather you drive the fucking car, not crash the fucking car. Like she's, ma'am, I'm going to use your words. You're at a 12, but I need you at a 2. Okay? Anyway. So then, 
In the next scene, we see Alicia and Solly. Solly, that's his name, are here. Our who knew married couple. And we are at some candle making place. Cool. This place apparently has over a hundred different scents. My Jesus. So she's just now realizing that they have a lot of shit to work on. You just now realize this? You didn't realize it with the cell phone situation. You just now realize, ma'am, you just now realize that instead of talking your shit out, you fuck. But you just now realize after the coffee, him there say, you the therapists are clowns and that he ain't going back and some other shit. And you just now realize you got problems. Okay. Clearly she ain't clear nothing. Because I don't think she's clear anything. Anyway, she says she's a witch. But don't witches know something? I don't know. What, I don't know. I don't know. Anyways. um, So. They are. She says that they're on the same page in the bedroom. But not everywhere else. Again. Felt this in my bones because been there, done that. Yeah, you are always going to be on the same page in the bedroom because y'all got the same goal in the bedroom and that is to reach orgasm. Okay, we can all agree in the bedroom because we all got the same goal, right? Long sex is good. Y'all got the same goal. But outside of the bedroom is when it's hardest and when the communication needs to be at its best. I mean, she's my age, and I know like you. I knew this shit ten years ago. How do you not know this? Uh, anyway, so she says prior to him coming here. So we're talking like the first time they were together. They didn't have a whole lot of time alone to get to kind of know each other. They were always in a group setting. She says it kind of worked backwards when with their relationship. And I said, okay, I understand that. But you must have been alone at some time, clearly. But clearly, you're only alone when you're fucking. Or not. That's your life. But I'm just saying. So, anyway. So this lady comes and explains to everybody what to do with the scents and the candles and all of that. And this was so perfect. Manuel says, you explained that so good. It's a shame I didn't understand what you were saying. <laughs> but she does explain to him everything, so it's fine. So they kind of start talking about the wedding planning and all of that. So they got the head count down, about 30 people. They've um, ordered his suit, so we're getting there. And she says, you know, we're connecting in the sense of we're cooking together. Actually, correction, he's cooking. I'm providing the food because I eat like a bird. Tweet, tweet. <laughs> okay, cool. So then they start talking about the money situation and sending the money to his family. So did you end up doing this? 250 bucks. Did you send it? And she says, we did send it. 
And she says, like, sending money has been kind of a tense subject between them because she feels like this is something she needs to get used to doing. She's not used to doing this, which is fair. She's not used to doing this. He hasn't given her enough time to get used to the idea. But this is where I say, what the fuck do y'all talk about? You had how many, like, two, three years or whatever it was before he got here. What the fuck did you guys talk about? He, he, maybe he thought, duh, I'm going to, I'm going to send money back to my family, especially my children. But I mean, somewhere, some way y'all needed to talk. I don't know who needed to initiate, but we have two stupid fools here who haven't initiated shit. So she didn't think that he would leave the family high and dry, but my God. Like she didn't expect this. What did you expect? We'll get into more. He feels bad that it is coming from her pocket because Sully asks, like, are you, like, do you feel a certain way knowing it's coming from her pocket? He says he does feel bad about it. Um, but he says, you know, she helps me now. I will be helping her later. Like, he's he's going to pay it forward or something. I don't know. And then he says the most important thing that I think doesn't need explanation. It doesn't need anything. It takes common fucking sense. He says she knows she is marrying a man with kids. Uh, or she, sorry, she says this. He said something later. Sorry, I'm ahead. She says, he said something later, but she says, I know I'm marrying a man with kids, but she didn't know how deep it would be. How deep does it get? besides children that's pretty fucking deep he has kids for whom he fucked a woman call it 15 years ago got her pregnant and she delivered a baby nine months later so that is his blood then he fucked again the same woman about 13 years after 13 years later or 13 years ago it's about a year later a year to two later and got her pregnant again for which nine months later she delivered another baby who was again his blood that is his fucking kids for which he needs to provide for how much deeper do you need it to go hey i don't understand this, let's put this in let's put those in terms that she understands when a dick goes deep to the point where it hits where you think a wall in your pussy and you're just like fuck that's how deep this is okay does that does that make sense to you like I don't understand when she said this. I'm like, what do you what do you mean? They're his kids. That's about as deep as it gets. <laughs> like, I'm so confused. So the she does say that the the child's mom, the children's mom, apparently isn't around like she should be. She's not, you know, doing maybe what she needs to do financially. So the financial care lies heavily on him. Here's what I'm gonna say. I do understand what she's trying to say here that these two people made these children together. They should both be financially providing for them equally. I 100% get that and agree with her on that. However, do we fucking complain when a mother has to do it on her own, even if the father is around? Do, do we complain then? No. So then why are we complaining that a father has to have the financial burden heavily put on him? Why is it then a fucking problem? 
Here's why it's a problem for her. It's a problem because she's the one who will have to provide. She's the one that would be affected because she's marrying him. Um, She would be the one affected by everything having to do with these children. And she probably doesn't want that. That's why. Has nothing to do with anything else. She's just thinking about herself. Maybe I'm too far out of left field, but that's what I feel. So then she says, you know, this would be a monthly bill. And for some fucking reason, Sully is shocked that it would be a monthly bill. What do you mean? He has kids. Of course, it's going to be. I hate the term monthly bill because that that made me like shiver a little bit. But it is a monthly bill. This 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 his children are um are always going to have a need, and they're still underage. They're they're still dependent on their parents. Come on, let's not be done. So she wants to know if he expects money to be sent every month. Yes, he says yes. Duh. He's like, oh, well, you want figures? You want you want to figure you want numbers? Okay, how about three hundred dollars a month? And he thinks that these questions are dumb. So here's the thing: this question, he's probably under the impression came from her friends. It actually didn't. It came from her. She's asking the question, but she's she's asking the question in front of her friends, which is the issue. How about you guys try having this conversation among the two of you? Mm, that's an option. Anyways. He says that this is none of his, this is none of one's business. I think he would feel the same way even if Ashley asks this question, but um, he explains, he's like, listen, I would make three, $600. I don't know if this is exactly what he would make, but he would make $600. Half would go to his, to his family, his kids. And he says, even if they needed more than that, I would give them more than that. No problem. That's that what you do. Alicia gets that he is under pressure, but it, shouldn't um sorry it shouldn't fall on ashley's shoulders basically and i said i hear you but when you make a decision to marry a man who has children who are still underage guess what it does become her problem but it does become you're not just marrying him you're you're marrying into what his lifestyle is and what his lifestyle needs and that is to provide for his kids so yes it is her problem fuck that bullshit when she met think of it this way when she met him he had kids she's only ever known him as a father so fuck that bullshit it is her problem so Alicia asks, since you got here, you've kind of made your family more of a priority than Ashley. Uh, yeah, but his kids are always going to be his priority. But I hear what you're trying to say. So she says, so then why are you here? Fair question. But I would also ask Ashley, why did you make him come here? I would turn that all around back on her and say, you're making a decision to be married to a man who has children, who has um." He, he's, he has expectations of him. So why did you bring him here? They can go both ways. Come on. So he says, if it's about money, I'll pay you back. If it's about marriage, I have people that, that I care. Oh, sorry. I have people that come with me. Then he starts talking about the pets and her pets. And she says she'll spend $130 on vet bills, but has a problem sending money to the family. Alicia says, okay, but that's different. 
but it's the principle what he's trying to get at. And she's like, but yeah, everyone wants Ashley's money. It's not your money. It's her money. Then he gets up and he leaves and he's ranting and raving about the vet bill. And he's like, I'm going to go home. I'm walking home. And he does. He does dip. He dips and goes home. I think anyways. But Sully says, okay, I'm going to go after him. See if I can find him. Blah, blah, blah. And she says here that she's starting to realize that this is not going to be easy. Bitch, again, I'm going to give you the same energy that I gave you earlier. Um, What the fuck did you think? That this was going to be easy peasy, lemon squeezy, and then everything's going to be just paycheck? That's what you thought? I can't deal with stupid. I can't deal with stupid. Anyways, that's it for Ashley and Manuel. All right, so let's finish up with Clayton and Anna Lee. Uh, we're going to rush these a little bit, but I'm going to try to get through all of it and try to make it fun as I do. So, so we're to have like a kiddie pool going on here, and he's going to be bathing the guinea pigs. She doesn't want to do it. <laughs> She's like, they're his pets. They're his problem. Men don't want to do it. I don't blame her. I don't want to. But they were so cute. They made little noises. They're like, I don't know what the doing they're making, but he says they're excited. They're so they're so cute. And then he puts them back into the cage. He's like, this one's stressed. <laughs> um, so they do kind of start talking about Brandy and whether or not he's heard from her. And he says that he did hear about Brandy through talking to his mom, who said that she made it back home okay. She's actually lives in Indiana, which we'll see in a little bit. So, yeah, it's basically that scene. So then we see Anna Lee is going for a little walk and she's going to call her mom. And this broke my little heart. So she just wants a little privacy to talk to her mom. She doesn't want to talk to her in the apartment because she has small quarters. So the first thing her mom ends up saying is that her glucose level is down to 300, which apparently is high. I don't have a lot of i don't i don't have a lot of experience when it comes to glucose but this is high and this is when you find out fuck the mom is sick and then that's gonna make you hate brandy just a little bit more so annalee says that her mom's health has been a little delicate for about eight years now she says her mom has diabetes arthritis and osteoporosis jesus she feels sad because, you know, it was hard to choose between her mom and her fiance. But Anna Lee fills her mom in on everything that's been going on with the apartment, the mom in the closet, Brandy, all the whole bit. And we do, uh, she also filled her in on the, the guinea pigs being bathed as well. And apparently, my guy is allergic to guinea pigs, sir. And like Annalise says in this moment, why the fuck do you have the guinea pigs then if you're allergic to them? It's a very good question. Why? So dumb. Like, I, I understand if you want a pet, but like even here in my home, we wanted to get my brother a rabbit. Because we've had rabbits before. My mom had a rabbit when I was little. And we were just discussing that. But then we're like, okay, maybe that's not a good idea because we have allergies or I don't think I really have allergies to the animals, but I do have other allergies. But 
And they say we have those we have those allergies. Okay, let's talk about um, a hamster. Okay, but there's allergies there too. My mom did not want guinea pigs, so that was that was out. And we resorted to a bird because we are probably going to be okay with a bird, which is why sometimes you hear him in the background. He's quiet right now. Knock on wood. Let's keep that up. <laughs> so, yeah, do what you can if you want a pet. Fine, but come on now. So, mom says. Be patient. Then we start talking about Brandy and the things that Brandy said. Mom is shocked about the reaction. And then she starts crying because she's like, I feel lonely here. And you have this bitch <laughs> saying that you're here for the wrong reasons, but like, no, that's not what happened. That's not what's going on here. And I 100% believe it. She tells her. Uh, she loves her. Annalise has a back. And yeah. That's kind of the end of the conversation. Annalise says here, listen, you only get one mom. I can get another boyfriend though. Yeah. So anyways, 59 days to wed. Where the fuck has the time gone? And they haven't, well, I wrote here, they haven't had sex yet, question mark. They have, but it's just, They've barely had sex. So they're headed to Indiana. They're going to go see Brandy, but most importantly, they're going to have private time. And she asks, what do they have in Indiana? Because like how you say like Kentucky has horses, bourbon. What, what does Indiana have? And he says, drugs and corn. <laughs> oh my, I mean. <laughs> so we're going to an apple orchard. I said here, Brandy looked so cute. Um, but he also mentions, Clayton mentions about Brandy that, listen, when Brandy gets mad, she'll cut off family members for less, I guess. I don't know. So she asks how Annalie is doing. Great start. She says she feels bad, Brandy, about how she uh, was the last time. And she says there's just an information overload. And uh, she'll keep her doubts to herself for now because, y'all, I got a lot of doubts. It's basically what she says. And she thinks, oh, so she thanks them for coming back. Uh, she's like, because, you know, I was acting like a turd the last time. And he says, that's what you want to call it. So Annalise says, thank you for saying that. She admits that, uh, Brandy admits that she took out all of her frustration about the situation on Annalie because she's like, I can't take it on you. You're my baby. And he doesn't really like that she said this. But anyways, Annalie tells her it was difficult to leave home because of her mom. And she explains that her mom is not well. So when Brandy said that she was here for a green card she wants to cry and she wanted clayton to actually move to the to peru not her come to the states that's really telling brandy says i'm so sorry and hugs her oh my god she says ew i hate crying because <laughs> she starts crying and she says um, Annalise says, I'm here for a bigger reason than just a green card. 
So Brandy's now all smiles, and she asks, how is it uh, living with mom? And Clayton says, it's been fine, but it's hard when it comes to getting alone time. And Brandy's like, ew. (laughs) Then he asks, well, how did you do it when you lived with mom and you got pregnant with Brooklyn? I guess his niece. And Brandon says, or Brandon, well, Brandy says like this, and she bends over, y'all. Ass down, ass up. Or head down, ass up. (laughs) Anyway, that's basically it. And he's like, no. (laughs) So now Clayton and Anna Lee are headed to the hotel. He says that they haven't had sex in over a month. He says being sexually frustrated is hard. I get it, though. It is hard. He puts out, like, battery-powered candles, for which he calls the doodads. And he pulls out lubricant because friction ain't your friend. I about died. (laughs) And he he also brought a a Rubik's Cube because just in case she falls asleep and he gets bored. Okay, so he gets on the bed, and he's all spread on the bed, and she comes in, and she says, um, he looks like he's all sprawled out like a cow, and she starts dying. So then she says, you know what, I'm down for a massage, because he says she wanted to have more massages when she came to the, to America, so she's all good for that. And, but she, she says, you know, do you want to turn the, or he asks her, do you want to turn the lights off? And she says, yes, to sleep. He says, what? And he's a sad boy. So, yeah. No sucks for him. In the end of the moment, he asks her, do you know what blue balls is? No? Okay, so I will explain to you. When a guy is ready to make babies, first mistake that's not the no anyways when a man wants to have babies but she doesn't want to the testicles turn blue not literally though but she thinks it's literal and she's like ew (laughs) that's gross um but yeah she says to be patient but he says like it's it's getting hard for him and he doesn't want to pressure her so i'm like so you will though like i don't know it it is weird that she doesn't want to like have sex with him more often however if she doesn't then i don't know what to tell him so but yeah that's it for annalee and clayton that's it for the episode but next time on new couple it's here finally um but you know what he's done some things he's done drugs before guys and i think he has another uh surprise that he has to tell her dad who's a cop he's real nervous about it great Manuel is ignoring her while he watches soccer. I feel fucking triggered. Babe, you hear that? <laughs> I felt so triggered. I got nearly ignored when he watched soccer too. Can't mess with the Latinos and the Africans when it comes to soccer. Anyways, um, <laughs> Nick says, 
that uh, when he thinks about Americans or when Koreans think about Americans, um, they eat greasy food and they're fat. And he says this to her family. And then he follows it up by saying, no wonder you're picky. Not cool, sir. Not cool. Her dad is like, the fuck you say? Yeah. And Sophie is about to drop her bomb. She's real nervous about it, but she's about to do it. And then we also, I guess, find out here that Justin and Igor most likely cheated on Nikki before he gave her the engagement ring. But uh, that's it for next time on. Next week does look very interesting. But that's it for this week. So if you like what you heard, please rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast um and you can rate a review on either apple Podcasts or spotify and i have a new thing that i want to start trying and that is that every four or five star review that we get i'll read it on the podcast so if you want to hear your review on the podcast please rate and review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or wherever you're able to rate and review. Um, And if you want to connect with us, you can do so by going to Reality Tea Times 2 on Facebook, Reality Tea Times 2 Podcast on Instagram or Threads, Reality Tea Times 2 Pod on Twitter. You can also find us on Reddit at Reality Tea Times 2 Pod. And uh, you can also email us at Reality Tea Times 2 at hotmail.com. And don't forget, you can find us on YouTube at Reality Tea Times 2. You can also subscribe, like, comment on there as well. We greatly appreciate that. And don't forget that I do have another podcast with my friend Mikkel called Next Take Podcast, where we talk about all kinds of different things. Um, we currently have, you know, this number can definitely change, but we currently have about eight episodes. Um, roughly, we've talked about all kinds of different things. We have a lot of fun over there. So please go take a listen to us over at Next Take Podcast, which you can find us at on YouTube at Next Take Podcast. You can also find us on our website, solo.to forward slash Next Take Podcast. And don't forget, we have a website and that is at solo.to forward slash reality tea times two. And we also have a discord and I believe that's reality tea times two as well. So you can find us there. Um, but that's basically it. That's all the stuff. Of course, everything here will that I've just listed will be in our show notes, all discount codes. Um, Special links to everything that we put in our ads are also in our show notes. And yeah, that's basically it, guys. Thanks so much. Bye.
have you ever thought of starting your very own podcast? Doing the research, I found something that would have made editing easy and seamless and makes the podcasting experience just that much easier. And I am talking about Ludo. This is a podcast software that I use for editing of our episodes. It is amazing. It is easy. You're also able to get help from doing chats and getting the information that maybe you just need a little more help with. They also have access to different articles that can also help you that have been just godsends for me. Also with Aludu, you can create clips, you can do your ads, just like this very one I'm doing right now, and you can create your trailer very seamlessly just by the clicks of buttons. You can also use Aludu to publish your episodes just straight from the software. It's so easy. I highly, highly recommend it. You can get access to Aludu by using our unique link, which you can find our show notes just down there at the bottom at the show notes. And you can get access to an easy software. software.